Welcome to another episode of The Throne Room with Beth Jirasi. We have a couple of things to go over. Um, Unfortunately, there is a loud noise in the living room because it has been in the 90s here in Denver, Colorado. And I understand I've got friends in Arizona and Florida who could say, oh, but we have more humidity or we have higher temps but the temperature is way too hot to not have our loud and obnoxious air conditioner on. We also now have to pay a large power bill, so I'm not going to really delve into that much, but I'm kind of tired of it because it's really expensive. It's more expensive to cool the place down, to cool down the studio, than it is to, you know, heat up the place, and it's really just... Ew. Yeah. Um, on with the show. Today is the sixth year anniversary of the death of a legend. And I would like to talk a little bit about not only Casey Kasem's death, but the deaths of over 8,000 elders and disabled people at the hands of unprofessional, professional guardians for that matter, and how it could have possibly affected my life. For one thing, I think it's very important to note that some of you might have been privy to the information that took place in March. I basically got a very nasty comment from a guy that I had been friends with for over 10 years. This guy, he lost all respect for me because of his own selfish opinions. Selfish, dangerous opinions about blind people, and especially me. And he does not understand that Casey Kasem died a very undignified death. And to this I say, this guy was a DJ for some time on different radio stations. He has done X Transmission FM, he's done Team FM, and he had his own thing called Mojo, which didn't last. And I'm not gonna give his name, but A lot of you can guess his name from that. Um, In any case, this guy and another guy had... They all have some pretty bad things to say about me. But what they don't understand is that Casey Kasem falls under the same category. Casey Kasem was an elderly man. He was sick. He was frail. He was blinded by the love that he bore an evil woman who wouldn't even let him see his own daughter. And I'd like to, first of all, I I wish I could have had Carrie Kasem on to talk about this. But she's a busy woman and I don't want to disturb Carrie Kasem. But I would like to thank Carrie for reminding me that this is a Seniors Isolation Awareness Month. And senior abuse is very, very, very rampant 
more rampant than slavery ever could have been. It is a form of slavery. Guardianship is also a form of slavery for young disabled adults. And disabled adults with all manner of disability, whether it be Down syndrome, blindness, deafness, and so on, can and will be self-determinate and live independent lives. I have been doing so for 10 years, and yet there was a guardianship in the state of Florida that says I am incapable of doing so. How did this happen? I'll tell that story as soon as I tell the story of how Casey ended up dying an undignified death. He was medically kidnapped and murdered by his wife, quote unquote, and this should never happen to any senior or those with a disability. I don't think anyone, not even my worst enemy, deserves to have a guardianship. And even the guy that said that I should be having a guardianship shouldn't have a guardianship himself. But I wish that there was a way I could put the guy in a virtual reality universe or a parallel virtual reality thing where he would have to experience nursing home abuse. Something like what you do with the giver. You know how, like... In The Giver, spoiler alert, Jonas would have to lie down on his stomach and The Giver would put his hands on his back and The Giver would say, okay, this is a memory. I want you to perceive what the memory does and it will give you wisdom. Gee, if we could do something like that to this guy, I would be very happy. If I could just take that memory and... Put it into this guy's being like, okay, or put a part of him into a simulated thing where then he has to experience what it is like for nursing home patients and group home residents to face legitimate abuse and all abuse is abuse. I mean, it's like, and I'm talking about Really, this I don't want to delegitimize anything having to do with nursing home abuse. But if there was a way I could give this guy a taste of what a lot of nursing home patients go through, he would have to sit in a room isolated. Let's give him 10 years isolation in a room without visits, without kids or grandchildren, not even his first blood daughter, Nobody visiting this guy in a room for 10 years. And then he would get gaunt. He would be pale. He would be medicated. Heavy doses of medication administered to his bloodstream, whether orally or injected, doesn't matter. He would be penniless, no estate. And he wants this for me? This guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. Unfortunately, I cannot condone any such support of a Florida guardianship of anybody, especially in the state of Florida, because of two different names I'm about to call out for guardianship abuse and for elder and senior abuse and stuff. The names are Tracy Hudson and Rebecca Farrell. For, for those of you who are face us friends and those of you on the 
American Association on the Abuse of Probate Guardianship, those of you in those groups, like Rick Black and all those people, you guys, I would love for you guys to listen to this episode. It is available, and I can tell you how you can listen to this episode. You can listen to it on Spotify, you can listen to it on Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts for that matter. And there are so many different things you can do with the um, Apple Podcasts and stuff. Um, Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that goes on, you know, with podcasts and everything. But those are the ways you can listen to my podcast. And I hope that my AAAPG and Face Us friends will find this episode and want to listen. I will share this episode upon air date so that all of you can listen. And I think this is important, but Tracy Hudson and Rebecca Farrell did their senior clients wrong. And then there's April Parks. All three of these women, now April Parks was in Nevada, but she was arrested and put in jail. She's a certified guardian now in jail. And this April Parks woman had collected, cremated all the bodies of her clients because there was a guy that actually, he bought all the lockers that April had had. When April was arrested and charged, this guy bought a bunch of the storage units. He started paying for them. He found ashes in boxes in the lockers that is not how you store dead people's ashes if it was my grandmother's ashes I would have put them in a funeral home or something like that and I have friends who've lost babies that had their babies cremated and stuff their ashes are now dignified in 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 state they lie in state in a funeral home the mothers had to pick up their babies um, in ashes. Uh, the mothers had to pick up the baby's ashes in a funeral home. But imagine this could have been your elderly grandma or grandfather or your elderly relative that you love so much. Imagine this happening to them. Casey Kasem, I don't know if he was cremated in an indignified manner but his death will not go unpunished or not avenged. And I'm not saying we need to necessarily kill anybody, and I don't like the idea of doing so, okay? Let's just say this. The only way I think avenging the deaths of all those people, Casey Kasem included, and the clients of Rebecca Farrell and Tracy Hudson that have been stolen from or DNR'd or whatever, the only way we can avenge these people's deaths or get their stuff back in a way is to educate, legislate, and advocate. This is an important thing that I would like to point out. If you guys want to go to a website and take a look at how that's done, There are volumes of books written about elder guardianship and all that kind of stuff. 
And I want to thank Dr. Sam J. Sugar for at least taking the initiative and writing about it. But let's face it, I I do not feel that there are enough volumes out there for disabled young adults facing guardianship. Disabled young adults. These are young people who can better our future. I mean, we're talking Down syndrome adults, blind adults, deaf adults, adults with CP, adults who want to live lives and have lives on their own terms. Let me explain how that life was taken away from me. In 2004, I went back from the Daytona Rehab Center. My parents were obviously very upset because I had been hanging out with an older man. Now, I understand that a lot of you might say, but every parent is going to get scared when their 17-year-old daughter hangs out with an older man. But what my parents did was wrong. They took advantage of my disability because, and with Rico, the older man involved in this case, they had tried to get a restraining order for Rico on, you know, against Rico and all that stuff, but there was no proof of sex. What better way to make some guy prove that he had sex with me than by getting guardianship of me? Ruining my life and pretty much taking away all the rights that an adult should have. Things like driving a car. Things like having your own bank account. With your name on it only. And that when, when this guardianship is terminated, I am going to have Wells Fargo, my bank, eliminate my dad's name off the bank account. I don't want my dad using my chart. He doesn't understand about my chart and doesn't know how to use it either, but my assets and medical records are mine, and Florida tried to take that away from me. They tried to take everything from me. But the one thing they could not take away, and they tried to do this too, was my humanity. Florida is not the right place for me to live. And contrary to popular belief, I don't think Florida's getting any better than it ever has. If you look at Face Us and AAAPG.net, those sites are not liberal or conservative even. There is a lot of guardian abuse and retired adult abuse down there in the state of Florida than there ever was. Casey lived in California, and that has some of the worst human rights records as far as, like, you know, disability access and stuff. I've spoken to a lady at ACLU, and that's what she said. But the American Civil Liberties Union refused to terminate the guardianships based upon I didn't have a way to get a lawyer. I had to... It took 15 years of my life away. And you know what I could have done in those 15 years? I could have gotten a job. I could have had a marriage. I could have had two kids. A house. My husband might have been some hometown boy, but at the same time, I would have had the skills and tools to earn money necessary to take the family on vacations 
I could have paid for a grand wedding for myself and whoever my partner might have been. I would have gone on a honeymoon with my partner to a, you know, St. Lucia and the Cayman Islands or wherever. St. Lucia would have been nice. It would have been great. If they hadn't done this, I would have also been employed, maybe at a good company, maybe at Brevard County Schools, you know, shaping up THS. I might have been their principal. Frankly, I would have loved to have been THS's principal because I think they need a good shakeup. And here's why. THS, like a lot of schools in Florida, does not have enough diverse hanging out. There's a lot of de facto segregation, especially at the lunchtime hour. I want to see black and white kids hanging out and holding hands and, well, not literally, but, you know, I think that the black and white kids need to look at each other through a different lens. Not through the the lens of, not through the right or the left eye, and I'm not talking about the eyes, okay? But I think that the reality is that black people do have the propensity to be approached by the police in all the wrong ways. And I think that Orion Henry might have been approached by the police in all the wrong ways. He was a student at THS, and now he's a flight attendant, and he's flying around the world, and, well, I'm worried that the whole COVID-19 thing might get to him, but I hope it doesn't. I mean, come on. Orion's had a more blessed life than I could have imagined. Why? Because his parents were smart. They didn't get guardianship. Even more so, he wasn't disabled. There was no reason to take advantage of him. But I think the county and the state of Florida has taken advantage of me. I will not allow it. I will not ever say that I want to go back. And if anyone says that AAAPG is a liberal website... You're you're not even, not even close. Liberality does not mean anything in this case. In the case of any guardianship or elder abuse, first of all, I want to say that if you have an elderly relative living with you, respect the elder and don't put them in a place where they could easily have been abused. A professional guardian is not right for an elderly person. I can name a few names. Charles Thrash. And then there's a, I wanna thank Laura Pebbles Thrash for being so wonderful about this, but, um, I do plan to write a book about my experiences regarding the guardianship and how Florida took advantage of me and how to prevent such things. One, it doesn't even have to be about top-notch daily living skills. The daily living skills is just a way because there are some blind people that can't get top-notch daily living skills not because of their blindness. It has nothing to do with it. I felt like there was a lot of abuse 
And there was a lot of abuse in the blind community with regards to daily living skills, etc. So I think the daily living skills thing is completely irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. Two, another preventative measure that people might think is, well, what about speaking up? For autistics, that's a lot harder than you think. I think that an autistic person should be allowed to speak up, whether they are... I don't even like this functioning label stuff because, like, high functioning and low functioning was simply a way... It started out as a way for the Nazis to tell which people died and which people lived. And that was really sad. And a lot of the terminology we get for certain people on the spectrum comes from Nazi studies and Nazi doctors. I didn't even know this, but Dr. Hans Asperger, the guy who discovered Asperger's syndrome, or what is now known as high-functioning ASD, he was a Nazi doctor. A Nazi pathological, well, whatever, doctor that was responsible for doing things according to Hitler's dictates. And there were other doctors that basically did the same thing. When I think of guardianship, the first thing I think about is there's a book I want you guys to check out as well. Before you read my own book, of course. It's called Hitler's Forgotten Victims. The Holocaust and the Disabled. And I don't remember the author's name offhand. But this is a very important book. When we think of the Holocaust, we often think of the Jews. What Casey went through was anything but, you know, good. He didn't die in the Holocaust. Casey Kasem didn't. But the kind of people that he was surrounded by could have easily been... Holocaust victims. Casey fell under a demographic of people that might have died for other reasons. The Holocaust's mission was to get rid of anybody that was not young, pretty, blonde, blue-eyed, whatever. And Hitler was ferocious. So was Heinrich Himmler. Heinrich Himmler was basically the godfather to the Lebensborn program. And there's, there's a separate book that I won't mention on that because I've read it. And there's a lot of things coming out about the Lebensborn program. But, you know. But I am going to say this much. We think of the Holocaust as a thing about Jewish people. It's not just the Jews. It was Catholics. It was gays. It was the disabled most of all. There was a blind girl that I read a story about who was sterilized and her uterus was cut and placed in a funny shape in a funny way so that she couldn't have any children. And the doctor was told that she had a birth defect. But the doctors knew. They knew better than to think that. Because one of the doctors said... Nazis, criminals, whatever. What criminals? When she described her ordeal later in a magazine, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what's this? 
the Defective Offspring Act, which basically allowed, and it wasn't just Germany, but it allowed for, you know, the forced sterilization of the disabled women, black women, women who were not, quote, of good blood, quote, according to the German ideological thing and back in the 40s. This was back in the 1940s. When I think of the guardianship, I think of things like that. Because it could have easily happened. Now I'm in a high-risk category, and I could have had a risky pregnancy at this age. I'm 33 years old. I want to have my babies before I turn 40. And I don't want to have to hear the, the doctor tell me, your child has Down syndrome. What are you talking about? If my child has Down syndrome, what am I going to do for my child? If a doctor tells me, abort the child, I'm just going to say, fuck that. Excuse my language, but fuck aborting a child with Down syndrome because I have friends who have had Down syndrome and Down syndrome children, when they become adults, I would hope that by the time I have my children, whether they have Downs or don't, that if the world is safer, that if guardianship is illegalized by future administrations, I would hope that my children will be safe, not bullied, not held down on the school playground, not raped in high school. I would hope that my children of the future live in a world that is free of guardianships and where they don't have to hear that their favorite radio DJ dies a very undignified death. The way Casey died was hardly keeping the feet on the ground and reaching for the stars. But I will say this much, Casey did say a lot of things about keeping one's feet on the ground and reaching for the stars. Unfortunately, because of my own guardianship case, I was not allowed to reach for what stars I could find. What stars in the sky were there? Florida had pretty much thrown them away. I was not allowed to be a pop singer, and I was certainly not allowed to be anybody I wanted to be. And if I had been bisexual or transgender, my parents probably would have said, we want to have her killed or DNR'd or cremated. We want to liquidate her assets because we don't like her gender identity and sexual orientation. My parents are now realizing that what they are doing is wrong. Guardianship is an abusive and evil act. It is an angry act. And for those who think this is just a liberal talking, why don't you listen? Listen to the voices of the thousands of seniors and disabled people who die undignified deaths every day, like Casey Kasem, like, oh, Glenn Campbell, who died of Alzheimer's. Not that he died an undignified death, I want to say the most dignified way to go was Ronald Reagan. 
But of course, he was he was the president of the United States at one time. But Ronald Reagan, whether you liked his policies or not, he was he was something. This guy had Alzheimer's and yet the nurses when they would feed him and everything if he messed up he would always say I beg your pardon oh pardon me he still had the man right there yeah he was losing his memory yeah he died losing his memory my grandfather has dementia I don't know what stage but well Last I checked was stage one, but but Papa's dementia means that he can no longer ride his motorcycle. He can no longer do things on his in his car. He cannot drive. He cannot do anything at all that, you know, about motor vehicles and stuff. And cooking? Questionable. The same thing happened to Catherine, Trenton's dearly beloved grandmother. But Catherine and my grandfather do not have guardians hovering over their every move and hitting them and putting shackles on their feet and not giving them a dignified end of life. My papa also has type 2 diabetes. We have a family history of type 2 and gestational diabetes which is just it's it's whatever it is I hope I don't get gestational diabetes when I have my first child this better be worth it and honestly even though Trenton's family also has a history of high blood pressure heart disease and diabetes I think most of it is social. And I'm not saying it's all genetic, but African Americans are a lot more stressed out than the average person because of what they go through on a daily basis. And it's not their fault. It's not. We have to fix the healthcare system and do something about it. Trenton and I are not going to be legally wed. We're only going to have a celebration of love. And what else? I, I just don't think it's a good idea to hold it in a park, but a park, you can't really have certain foods in the park. We would have to have a pavilion in the park, but we would also have to make sure that it's cool enough so the bugs aren't going to get into people's food. Because I don't want bugs in people's food. And I don't want to have to wear a mask in October because then everybody would be wearing Halloween masks and it just wouldn't look good. So I think what I might have to do is for my ceremony, you know, it's everybody come in costume, whatever, except for the bride and groom. I'm not going to have Trenton dressed up as a vampire, please. And I'm not going to be escorted by Dracula, please. That's just... Someone did that already, and I honestly think we need to do something else. But we will think about it. 
We will try to find ways to honor Samhain. We might have done it in June, but this month, uh-uh. Pandemic Pride Month, uh-uh. Can't do it, so. But with the guardianship, I wouldn't have been able to have a legal wedding in the first place. And is that fair? I think that all people should not have to deal with guardians, whether they're disabled or not. And if you if you want to say that a developmentally disabled person needs a guardian, uh-uh, though they do not. What they need is something called supportive decision-making because one-man guardianship, like I said, is an evil and angry act. It is an angry act of bereavement over a child that could have been It's vilicide in the worst way besides killing. It can lead to vilicidal acts, such as what happened to a young autistic girl who was almost killed, and I don't know what happened to her, but but the mother, I think, was charged in her murder, and God, it, she said... I don't want the child that speaks in a robotic voice and things like that. But guardianships can lead to vilicide. I think that a guardianship of any kind can lead to vilicide. And vilicide is the worst way to go. Casey was sick and he went in the worst way. But because of that, I want to say rest in power. Casey Kasem rest in lots of power because you shouldn't have been killed like that. And I'm going to keep my feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars like everybody else. Like you told everybody. Honestly, I'm very happy that now my parents are thinking of reversing it. But I have to make sure that my doctors are on board and they have to understand certain things are irrelevant to the exam. I don't want to hear the county say that because of my diabetes that I need a guardianship. There are some practical solutions to every problem the guardianship has presented. Supportive decision-making is the only way that an adult with developmental disability will be able to survive without, you know, resentful caregivers in their families. Jenny Hatch is a good example of that. She was told she was not allowed to go to her church nor her work when she was living in a group home. Is that fair? I don't think so. Anyway, if you guys would like to check out the website that I'm about to bring in, let me give you some resources. And first of all, I want you guys to be on the lookout for a book called Hitler's Forgotten Victims, The Holocaust and the Disabled. That's the title of the book I, I recommend that you read most. For websites, I want you to go to www.aaapg.net That is www.aaapg.net Also, you can go to www.facee 
us.org. Check out their website as well. It's a more local Colorado website, but it talks about guardianships in the state of Colorado and how that's also been, you know, people in the cross-disability community here in Colorado have been fighting big time. So, yeah. Uh, Thank you all very much, and on with the show. Okay, here we go. Um, I'd like to first of all wish all of my African black friends and everyone else who celebrates a very happy Juneteenth this week. And I'm very glad to celebrate with you guys as well. We are not able to go to a protest or do anything weird like that. But I have a very special, we have two special sacred drums in front of us. Now, Trenton's has some really cute carvings on it. I really like it now. In Africa and in most other places where these things are played, uh, Trenton's was made in Kenya. Am I right, honey? Yours was made in Kenya? Uh, Firstly, did you even introduce me in a prior segment already? Oh, oh, yes. I thought I introduced you in a prior segment. I wasn't paying attention. I thought I did. I think I did. Uh, Well, Well, here's Trenton. This is my... My wonderful partner in crime, Trenton, he's got a drum in front of him and his drum is from Kenya and it has some really cute goat hair design on the outside on the rim and all of these, well, yeah, (laughs) mine doesn't have the goat hair, but it does have a nice big thing of rope around it. All the drums have ropes because then you can tune it. I don't even know how to tune this. I think you just pull the rope a little teeny bit. I'm, I'm not sure about that. But I believe that is correct. Yeah, but I don't want to mess it up, so I have it tuned to a certain thing. Anyway, so... I don't know if it's actually pulling the rope. I think it's you uh, mm-hmm. adjust the pitch with the... Um, mm-hmm. You know what, the knot in the middle. The n- Oh, you mean like the knot in the middle of each of the ropes? You could say Because there's like a lot of knots. All the way around it. Okay. Because, okay. Yeah, I see. This drum, the one I have. It's got a nice carving on the bottom. It's got, like, women with pots on their heads on the bottom. There's also a mountain, if I remember. Oh, yeah. Nice landscape. Uh, These drums are a work of pure African art. I have actually seen these at a drum festival. I went to in Tallahassee. Don't get me started on the things I also saw there at the festival. There was a guy that was selling natural wax warmers or natural candles that don't have paraffin wax. It was really cool, though. Um, But (laughs) I digress. Um, So what I'm going to show you guys is a a cadence called Sinte. And Trenton, if you don't mind, just uh, beat along with me. Uh, Just give me like a... What? You didn't even describe what your drum came from. Oh, my drum? My word. Oh, my drum. My drum is from Ghana, and it has... I don't even know what to call the carvings on the bottom, but they're really cute. They, It's still the same kind of carving design on the bottom, and mine is much smaller than Trenton's, so you'll notice a big difference. Hers was $85 originally, but I got it to... He got it for 75 His was yeah. like 
300 then I think his yeah. cousin gave it to him. Yeah, 300 bucks to California. Cousins in California. Okay. Um, just... Originally, it came with a tape that had a, mm -hmm. a broadcast of Afropop on it. Afropop? Now I didn't see that one coming. Correct. Uh, mm -hmm. Public Public Radio International, now American Public Media. Oh, but that was awesome. And I have heard the sound of a drum like this. This drum has a lot of joyful sounds that come out of it. So you guys are going to really like what you hear. If you guys like what you hear, just leave a voice message. Or you can also let Trenton know in a comment on his LBRY channel. If you'd like to follow Trenton on LBRY, it's lbry.tv slash at Queenslight. Mine is slash at Denver Queen, the same URL type thing. But... I, ha I have yet to do something on it right now, so... Anyway, let's get to the cadence. I'll start, and then Trenton, you can come in after I'm done going through, okay? Side note, you got that from the uh, Heart Project? The African... I think it's a wood heart... Heartwood Project? Yeah. Hardwood Project. And this drum, actually, the proceeds from it will benefit, like... Oh, aid in the other countries... So this is really a good cause. Did you say Hardwood Project? Yes, I did say Hardwood Project. No, it's from the Hearts Project. Right? No, 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 it is a Hardwood Project, dear. I said Hearts. There's a Heartwood heart Project, yes. Okay, I, I might have said I, it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that All right. she, one thing that he doesn't do a good in the uh, mm -hmm. usual is with research and such. I'm trying to help him with that. I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. exactly what you would hear if say you saw us in the apartment and mind you we could play a lot louder but this is an apartment and yeah, it's more because of the 13th floor. 13th floor my god but I do love the sound of drums and one of these days you'll find us out there doing drum circles in the park anyway um in addition I do more of the brush with my fingers she does not I do a lot of beating. Yeah, I guess I'd be good it. for a bass. Yeah, she beats that brush. Trenton's a brushing guy. Okay. Um, I'm a candy brush. Okay. Let me unlock my phone because it's being a little being a little weird. Oh my god! What the hell? Um, for those on LBRY, I am recording this using Backpack Studio, the beta, public beta. Public beta. Oh yes. And so, it's so good that I'm not going back to the stable one. Oh no! Just wait. I, once the thing is stabilized, especially since keyboard support. Keyboard support, and I think there'll be a guest Siri feature. Support. Yeah, guest is coming in one point five. One point five, but I, I think I might wait till one point five, and then I'm gonna see if I can 
get people to interview with me because that's just the way. Uh, would you put my drum and yours in the closet where it was before, honey? Yeah, sure. Yeah, as soon as I stop my recording. And uh, before I do, though, uh, ways you can help and honor Juneteenth. Um, if you are able, just take a jambe and go out to the park and drum. If you are a dancer, you would likely end up wearing bells and gourds and stuff like that. Um, I actually did learn about African dances. The drums, in particular, are in charge of the ceremonies and stuff like that. Um, the drums are used oftentimes, like in Guinea, they were used in the, the ceremonies to summon the luaus or the spirits, the luas. Yeah, they're called luas, sorry. Um, but, you know, the dancers, they were a part of the... It's all part of a sacred ceremony. Everything in Africa, to my knowledge, is... It's, it's, it's just part of a sacred ceremony. And the djembe is not just played in Guinea, but you hear it a lot in Kenya. You hear it a lot in a lot of processionals. Um, I actually did this one song called... What was it called? It was, um, something about, what was it? Uh, oh yeah. Um, the, I was, I was passing by my mother called to me and we sang a, it was a beautiful song that we sang in a Dr. Bowers choral camp. And it was a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun to sing the song because it, each of the, it was very repetitive, each of the verses. It was pretty simple and it, it sounded beautiful. Once we all got harmonizing, it sounded great. And we sang it as we were working on pulling chairs out. It was really fun. Anyway, I want to say happy Juneteenth to absolutely everybody, especially here in the United States. Um, if you're unable to celebrate with drums in the park, just remember to keep your social distance six feet apart. Wear a mask or something. AKA two meters if you're listening in the UK. Yeah. Um, two meters, six feet apart, whatever. Um, if you can't do that, you can always do it indoors like we just did. Or there is something you can do. God, what else? Um, donate to black-led organizations. Support your black businesses in the United States. So, yeah. And for the throne room with Beth Tarasi, of course, this is Beth Tarasi. And Trenton, you want to say something? More drumming and such will be on uh, LBRY. Uh, mm -hmm. I might do some of the drumming, too. I might do some drumming with him, too. Um, later. That'll be fun. Anyway, uh, I guess we'll stop right here. Sound good? Yeah, sounds fine. You still okay. have to do your closing and stuff later. Yeah, I'm going to do my closing and stuff. Don't forget there is a tech tidbit coming up. Welcome to Beth's Tech Blurb. This is Beth's tech blurb for the week of June 18th and 19th, uh, 2020. 
So, we've got a couple of good tech things coming up. For example, in the real world, we have this guy named Brandon Cole, super blind guy, or super blind man, whatever his name is. Um, he consulted with the release of a new... He consulted with this company that released this new game coming up tomorrow. Um, the Last of Us Part 2 from Naughty Dog Studios contains over 60 accessibility features and sets. And it has a nice set of features for blind people, deaf people, people with limited dexterity slash motor whatevers. Um, there's just a broad range of disabilities this game accommodates. And I hope that you all will be um, listening to premieres by Liam Irvin. We don't know if Jesse or Sarah, um, Alawami and or Hernandez. Sorry, I'm getting everybody's names mixed up. <laughs> Um, Jesse Hernandez or Sarah Alawami might be doing some things on Twitch. We don't know for sure. Um, Jesse has a PlayStation for sure. Um, we also know that Super Blind Man is going to do his thing tomorrow. Sorry, honey. And Trenton will be listening to Liam do a thing tonight. He's actually going to do the playthrough and the premiere of this game which will be amazing um 9.30 Mountain, 11.30 Eastern 8.30 Pacific, 10.30 Central yes, so it's anywhere from 8.30 Pacific, 9.30 Mountain I just said that well you said it in a weird order (laughs) anyway (laughs) Apple is in the middle of antitrust mayhem with the EU and Ireland and some other countries have filed some antitrust stuff with Apple because they don't want only one app store allowed on the Apple iPhones and iPads. We'll have to see where that goes. Um. And side note, okay. uh, one tech blurb was kind of half my name effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beth's tech blurb. Yeah, I, actually, I thought that was mine, but whatever. Well, sort of half. <laughs> um, what other tech things are going on? Um, in the blindness tech thing, there is a very important uh, free trial of Jaws for Windows. It has been extended through July 31st into August. You can get the free home license for Freedom Scientific's Jaws for Windows. Yeah, I believe actually it's through August. Yeah, like I said, it's you through said, o- through August you can get a free no, you, license. No, 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 you said mm-hmm. July 31st. It ends August 31st. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, never mind. So, it'll end September 1st. I got it, Okay. Technically, when school begins, anyway, so... If you do buy a license, a home... A home license. Particularly a home. It may be would go towards the original, you know, the regular SMA version, but... If you buy the license, the home manual one, it will be 20% off during the free thing. During the free so, trial, so yeah, it's like 20% off. Uh, 90 bucks. 90 bucks. What would that be? Um, 
that would be about... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, let me think. 20% of 90... I guess it might be about 80 bucks. Yeah, that's about right. Somewhere around like 80 bucks you can pay for your home license. That is if you get this during the free trial. Yeah. So you guys have a couple months to do that. So uh, the home license is North America and Canada. Well, Canada is part of North America. Canada, North America. That would be US and Canada, so that's like ninety dollars usually a year. So that's the home manual yeah, license uh, for JAWS. Yeah, it's not available outside yet. And that makes a lot of people really upset. And that also reminds me, um, Roku still does not have audio guide outside the U.S., outside English. Same goes for the Sony PlayStation. The Sony PlayStation. I think that's so ridiculous because, truth be told, in the world of tech, there are so many countries that could benefit from this, such as India... Hey, I'm sure even the blind folks in China would benefit too. Tibet is also one of the more blind hit areas. Like, there's, um, Tibet is so high up in the air, you got the sun hitting your eyes and it blinds people a lot. So, just as examples of places that would benefit greatly from accessibility and audio, stuff like this. Um... But those are examples. And then there are African peoples, like in the countries down there. But in Japan, too. But yet they don't have any of these offered in, say, South African English or, you know, even Canada doesn't have, you know, the Roku audio guide or the Sony PlayStation. And I find that ridiculous. But yeah, that's just that's what has to happen. Um, anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and close out with, if you guys, um, have any questions about feedback, if you want to send feedback or you have questions about what you just heard today on the podcast, please make sure you put, um, it in a voicemail or you can email me at denverqueen at gmx.com. You can also check out my LBRY page, lbry.tv slash at Denver Queen. Or you can go to denverqueen.com and you will find all of the ways you can hit me up. I have plenty. So, but remember, uh, don't ask for my phone number if you do not have permission to use my personal number. Ah, had a little bit of a row with that last weekend. So... I am going to be clear. I do not use my personal phone number during interviews and other stuff. So, yeah. This has been the throne room with Beth Rossi. I have to put the mic down and unlock my phone again. Um, Alright. Thank you very much for enjoying the throne room with Beth Tarasi. This is Beth signing off.